can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBCU, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster coming at you from San Antonio, Texas, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, the president and CEO of Snark Industries, the incredible, invincible, not full of indigestion, the Ignacio, sir, how are you doing today? (laughs) Thanks, man, I appreciate that. Uh, Not full of indigestion, that's a new one. Uh, Doing well, doing well, ready to talk comics. Um... How are things going over there in the San Antonio? It is it is hot. It's been raining. Uh, so then you get the humidity. It's not great, but could be um, a lot worse. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of shaking up over here because I, I took a huge fall earlier today trying to move stuff around in my basement. Um, just totally scraped my arm up, and I look like I've been in a pretty serious fight. Yeah, um, so maybe a little one on one with uh, Wolverine. Got a little. Actually, yeah, it does kind of look like that. Like That's... he claw, like he went for a claw, but he only got just my like elbow area. Yeah, um, That's what you should sure. tell the nerd crew that you just you got it. You got yeah. into a fight with Wolverine. I think they'll buy that. They should. Um, yeah, man. Well, you know, basements, attics, those are dangerous places. You know, gotta especially be, mine gotta be uh, because I have way too much crap down there um, and tripped over. A toy meant for a baby, and um, that can't be a good sign. And then just fell, yeah, completely holding a box. Oh, that's the worst. Unable to brace myself when you can't, yeah, because you can't, you can't, you didn't try to throw the box, like, <laughs> like <across laughs> throw the box and then put the put my hands down to yeah. brace myself, yeah. Um, didn't think about that. In hindsight, that would have been smart, but I, I might have broke. It was like heavy stuff in there. I might have broken what was in there. Yeah, and sometimes it happens. I mean, I've, I've, that's happened to me before. And sometimes it happens too quickly. You don't even really get a chance. Yeah, to in a split anything. second, you have to decide. Fuck it. I'd rather brace myself than save this, you know, humidifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not you know smashing on the ground. <laughs> that's a hard decision to make in like less than a second. But. I remember. That actually reminds me of a story. Uh, one time I was moving. Right, and I was, I was packing stuff up, or no, I was moving boxes into into a U-Haul, and uh, there were just boxes everywhere, and I tripped over a box, and I lost my balance, and I I just like crashed full force into a shelf that I had. Oh no, <laughs> face first? Just like face first, body oh. first, everything. <laughs> I like, I tripped and crushed that shelf. Like I. I <laughs> I broke it. I broke the shelf. Was it a wood shelf? It was like, you know, it was like a, you know, yeah, it was like wood and, and like, like. Particle board? Particle board. It was both. Oh, oh yeah, well, that stuff goes. But I, I just, cr- I got so mad, though, because it was a pretty big shelf, and I needed that shelf. <laughs> and so I didn't have a shelf anymore, and I'm just like. And also, I, I hurt myself a little bit from crashing into it. But so I, I shattered the shelf, and I got really mad. And just for like for like ten seconds, I just started breaking the shelf even more. No, like I started like kicking it, and cause I was just so mad. 
I was so mad that I trip and crush the shelf that I'm just like, all right, well, the, this, I mean, the shelf is dead. I'm just going to tear it down. That sounds like the origin story for like a supervillain. Yeah. Uh, all it takes is one bad day. You know? Exactly. That sounds like it was a day for you. Um, yeah, man, I totally destroyed that shelf. God. So were you, hold, you were holding the box at the time? No, I tripped on oh, a box. Okay. I tripped on a box. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I did kind of brace myself, but it, I mean, I hit that shelf so hard, man. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Yeah. Well, that was me today. Um, we'd make terrible, in case anyone out there was wondering in the CBCU, we'd make terrible, terrible superheroes. Oh, just, God. Just the worst. Our nemesis are just boxes and basements. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Box. Like, oh, shit. We're in like, you don't even have to put kryptonite around our necks. Just, like, lock us in a basement, and we'll never be able to get out. We'll never be able to get out. We'll just constantly um, be tripping and bruising ourselves. It's a mess. You know uh, who probably... Like at Murdoch trying to walk through Harlem. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know who probably would not have as much trouble with the boxes or the basement is lovely, lovely Weary Williams. Weary? Reary? It's a hard name to say, Reary. Reary. It's because, you know what? Her first name, Reary, right? It's R. Yeah. It's an R sound. It's hard. But her last name is Williams. But when you right. put them together, Reary Williams, it just... It's too much. It's... You know what I mean? It's like they're trying to go for the classic alliteration, alliterative yeah. name, but it's not really an alliterative name, but your brain wants it to be. So you Reary's want, tough, man. You want to make her name Weary Williams. That's what, that's what my brain's trying to do. Uh, Reary Williams. Uh, I have a feeling she would have no trouble transversing the uh, your basement, my room, you know, with the shelf. I mean, she, she she could probably get it all done in five minutes. She's yeah. a capable young woman. Well, she's an MIT us. student. Like I, I mean, yeah. what do you want? Um, but yeah, we finally have a name for her. It's not going to be Iron Man because that right. would be silly. A lot of speculation. The Iron Maiden, even though a lot of people wanted that, and I Dude, think that Iron would be Maiden cool. would have been sweet. That's that's pretty awesome. I, I'm on board with Iron Maiden. Uh, yeah, but not Iron Man, not Iron Woman, not Iron Girl, not Iron Girl. Girl, yeah. get it, girl. Get it, girl. Uh, no, no, Amanda Waller here. No, it's uh, none other than. Drum roll, please. Thank you. Iron Heart. Yeah, Ironheart. Right. Uh, so you weren't a huge fan of this when you heard it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I think you can't do... Obviously, you can't do Iron Man, so you're... Whatever you do is going to make some people upset. But... Um, and I understand why they didn't want to do Iron Maiden, just because... You know, legal reasons, there's a band that named themselves that, even though that that term was existed before the band did. But... Um, it makes sense to do something a little bit different from those two options. And Ironheart is cool. I think yeah, it's cool. I'm it reminds not... me of Lionheart. Was it this? It reminds me of Lionheart. Lionheart, right. With the the John uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle. Yeah, well, that's not... I mean, I, no, I don't actually think of that. <laughs> it's funny that that's where your head went. Uh, where your mind went. But um, no, I just think... I just always thought it sounded cool. Um, you, know, you know, you would think Iron Heart would be Iron Man's name because isn't his heart Iron? Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, maybe that plays into it. Maybe that's that's her way of you know giving respect to Tony because we still don't know what happens to Tony. I know this is a big concern for you uh, that you're just well. Like, the other what? thing is, 
like I started getting into Invincible Iron Man because they just relaunched it. Yeah, they've also and got the best like writer. Issue, yeah, it's on like issue twelve. Yeah, it started a year ago. They're already going to relaunch it. It got to twelve issues, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're starting over with with Riri Williams." Like, well, that's cool, but like, what couldn't? Why couldn't you just keep it going? Yeah, so I mean, this is a common complaint with comic books nowadays. Uh, both DC and Marvel are, Marvel are guilty of this. Just just constantly relaunching their titles. Are um, they just the most panicky people in the fucking world? It's just really confusing. And then the whole thing is like the, the 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 company, the publishing companies say that the 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 numbers back it up. That like new readers won't come into a book on issue eighteen, but they will on issue one. And that's why they keep relaunching it. But it it does. It makes it so confusing. Um, you know, I. But also, back... what's what's going to go on with the whole storyline with like Mary Jane and Tony? Like, is that just scrapped now, or like? Uh, it just seems weird. They introduce these new concepts and ideas, and then thirteen, fourteen issues in, they're like, "Now nah, we're starting over." That's I... crazy. I mean, like that's never that's it's really never been like this. It's like sometimes they'll wait a while. But like yeah. 14 issues? No, no. I mean, this has been like the last two, three years. They've been doing this just nonstop. Like, dude, the new Avengers and the Mighty Avengers, I can't tell you how many times they've relaunched those titles. Like, in the last three years. I'm so confused. Like, I, sometimes if I go to a, like, a half price books type store and I see new Avengers number nine, I don't know which number nine that is. Yeah. I don't know if it's number nine from 2012, from 2014, from 2016. I have no idea. I'm just like, it's number nine. I hope it goes to the number eight that I have. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. I, I really wish they would stop doing that. Here's my here's my way of fixing that. They should just do seasons, like a TV show. So season, like season one, issues one through 12. Season two, issues one through 12. And so forth. Just do it that way. Like that way, you can keep track of where you are. You can bring in new readers on every season or whatever if you want. You can even do like mid-season specials, end of the year specials if you want. And and but then the people that have been reading and then keep reading, they don't they don't get lost. You know, they know exactly where they are in the story. I like that idea. Plus, you can you know, I think a twelve issue story arc is like a good good amount of issues yeah that's a great that gives you a lot of opportunity to tell a really great story or if you want you can do two six issue arcs or three four issue arcs if you really wanted to one particular season you know but uh, yeah i don't know why they don't do that i know yeah i, I think we're past the days of like the one-off like iron man fights some villain that we've never heard of kind of issues like we, we can stop doing that now right those little like, yeah the jobber iron issues. man yeah <laughs> Iron Man goes versus up against the, the humidifier great... man, and it's just like versus the great Ar- gargoyle. Ar- yeah, yeah. Iron Man versus Garage Shelf. Ah, oh, dude, Garage Shelf is tough. Let me tell you. Maybe yeah. that's well, what maybe that's what puts Iron Man. Maybe that's what puts Iron Man out or Tony Stark. But no, Ironheart. Going back to Ironheart because that's, that's where we started. Um, it's not that I hate the name. It it is kind of grown on me. I I definitely have seen a lot of positive response to the name they it's a good name it just for me the first thing i thought of was that movie from like the early to mid 90s dragon heart i think sean connery's in it it's about yeah it's about a dragon with a heart of with a heart of gold 
course. And, All uh, dragons have a heart of gold. And uh, except for Fing Fang Foom, that motherfucker. But no, I, I think it's a good name. I think it fits. I, I at first it just didn't inspire me with a lot of pop. But like I said, I'm obviously wrong and dumb because the internet and everyone else that I've spoken to has been totally on board with this name. So I think so. Ironheart is to Dragonheart as Dragonheart is to Fin Fang Foom. Are we getting a Fin Fang Foom return? Oh, confirmed. I think you just confirmed it. That would be um, nice. That would be nice. It's been a while. Uh, the other thing to mention is that the actual Iron Man uh, look is different for Ironheart. Her kind of faceplate helmet looks a little bit different from the Iron Man armor. The rest looks about the same. Um, but I kind of like that they did something a little bit different. Yeah. You kind of have to or else it, you, you won't even know who the hell's under there. But um, anyway, good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do a great job with this. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the comic comes out in a few months, right? So we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Almost, so from from one minority recasting issue in Riri Williams in Iron Man Ironheart to another in real life. This is real life. Spider Man Homecoming. We got Zendaya. Well, we've been pronouncing Zendaya this entire time. Yeah, sorry, Zendaya. I was actually corrected by my little sister, Bianca. Oh, yeah, she's like a giant Zendaya fan. She's a huge Zendaya fan. Like, like knows way too much about Zendaya. Like, could <laughs> tell you every movie she's been in. Seen her on Dancing with the Stars, apparently. Um, knows her last name. Did you know that? Oh, she has a last name. I thought she was just like Seal. No. She has a last name? No, yeah. She's got, I think it's, now I I could be wrong, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think it's Coleman. Oh, well, that's kind of disappointing after. Right. I think you see why she goes by Zendaya. Um, Yeah. But yeah, uh, so my little sister's like, you know, you're saying her name wrong. (laughs) Like, what? Really? Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so. Uh, but, uh, you know, not everything is peachy keen in Zendaya's world. Or, I mean, I don't know, maybe she feels like it is, but the reaction, much like, and you know, I'm going to pull something back here, Ig, that I know you were, uh, real up on back in the day. This is very reminiscent of the Black Stormtrooper controversy for me with Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens with Finn. So people are, are, so it, it turns out now that Zendaya is... Most likely going to be Mary Jane in Spider-Man. Oh, most likely? It's not confirmed? I thought it was confirmed. It's like Let's just go every, with most likely for now. Because like, even Zendaya has talked about like what it means to be a minority playing like, an iconic character. But I don't know that she ever actually names Mary Jane Watson. Okay. I saw that James Gunn even referenced it, though. So I would think... If- yeah. Not that he's necessarily involved in the Spider-Man movie, but it seems like if he would bring it up or feel the need to respond to it, that right. probably happening. So here, I don't know, maybe not. Here, I, I feel whatever. If we want to, we want to say that it's a legit thing confirmed at this point. That's fine. If we want to go like it's most likely, that's also fine. But here, here's why there's a little bit of ambiguity. So the, apparently the way they were going to reveal this in the movie, because if you remember, Zendaya was cast for a role of a character named Michelle, right? That was mm-hmm. that was the original casting call. And 
so in the movie, what it was going to be is, yeah, she's Michelle, 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 Michelle. And then at the end, or somewhere in the movie, it's revealed she's actually Mary Jane Watson. Oh, so they kind of spoiled the reveal. Yeah, that was supposed to be like a trick reveal. So I, I don't think you saw the second Star Trek movie that came out recently, the uh, Into Darkness. No, I haven't seen it. That one's directed by, uh, what's the Star, Star James Wars. Wan? No. no, no, no. That's the newest one. The one before that. Oh, the one with uh, Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch, yeah. No, I Cumbies. did see that movie. Oh, okay. So you remember yeah. you remember in that movie, uh, dude, what the hell is the... J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Yeah, kept, yeah. People kept saying, oh, is this going to be Khan, you know, from Star Trek? Yep, yep. And he's like, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's totally not Khan, guys. And, and you know, so that's what everyone's like, okay, 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 it's not Khan. And then in the middle uh, in the middle of Star Trek Into Darkness... Cumbies is all like, I'm gone. <laughs> yep. And you're like, oh, God damn it. We, that's what we thought. Why didn't you just tell us? Why did you have to do this weird? Because he's trying to, you know what, man? He's trying to save this precious thing that is no longer, you know, exists in movies, which is like we can uh, never be surprised by yeah. anything that's anymore. True. It's like that's everything true. has to be in the trailer. So I... I'm not like even. It. I'm not even a You're huge J.J. Abrams fan. No, I think it's cool that he did that. Yeah. I think it's badass. People, for whatever reason, didn't seem to like it. Uh, but so Marvel was gonna was gonna do that. But I'm also the guy who loves like what Iron Man did with Mandarin. Like I, I, I think you have to kind of do stuff like that to just to make things interesting. To make things interesting, yeah, yeah. and to trick people and like kind of play with their expectations so definitely i mean I, yeah i'm all for that i'm all for that so that's what marvel was gonna do with spider-man homecoming essentially uh but i mean so that's that's been ruined thanks everyone um but thanks, there's a lot uh, there's thanks. a lot of backlash there's a lot of backlash there's a bunch of people on the internet in you know wherever news maybe magazines i don't know um zines most likely but they're they're just like Zendaya can't be Mary Jane. And I love how the the racial tint to this, they're trying to to go around it by saying, well, she doesn't have red hair. You know, <laughs> Mary Jane is... She's not the right been, age. She's always had red hair, and Zendaya doesn't. And so Zendaya actually got wind of this, because she's not an idiot. And she went, she took to Instagram and posted a picture of her with dyed red hair, now, I don't think this is a recent picture. It's, you know, it's from her past, but it looked really good. I mean, it, you know, obviously it doesn't look like it's, it doesn't look like it's a natural redhead, but it does look, it suits her. Like, so if they decided to make her hair red in the movie, they could, it would totally work, but that doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, here's my thoughts on this. And let me, I want to know your thoughts for as well. But my thoughts are this. Zendaya is actually the best qualified Mary Jane we've had to this point in any movie or TV show. Because Zendaya in real life is an actress and a model and can sing and dance and do all these things. She's super multi-talented in terms of her entertainment ability. Just like Mary Jane Watson, the comic book character, who was a model and actress. Oh, that's know, a hot take. Whatever you say about Kirsten Dunst, and I liked Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane back in the same Raimi Spideys. But, I mean, you're supposed to, like, in the comics, she's like a supermodel. Would you ever mistake Kirsten Dunst for, like, a supermodel type? No. 
She's an I don't actress. I want to talk about women's looks on the show anymore. Uh, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay. And all I'm saying is if if you're going for what is the character in the comic book, Zendaya is the closest thing to a real life Mary Jane Watson that we've had to this point in terms of matching her like vocation and her like sort of skills and hobbies, right? Yeah, dude, but she's not white. Yeah, but you know who 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 it was either. I'm unfortunately I'm misattributing this. I think it was either Kevin Smith or possibly James Gunn that said this. James Gunn. I'm pretty sure it was James Gunn. I've, I I don't know what you're gonna say, but it was the thing that that got shared a lot. So I'm assuming it's the James Gunn thing. Wow. But, wow. Yeah, wow. I'm just jumping the gun. I'm gonna call it. You're jumping the gun. Calling my shot. You're jumping the James Gunn. Oh, uh, yeah, see, that's what I was, okay. That's so good. So, <laughs> we should just do a segment called Jump at the Gun, where we attribute random things to James Gunn that he didn't actually <laughs> say. Yeah. Um, but, but they said, look, if a character's most important quality is how they look. Yeah, this is the James Gunn thing. Then, then that's a shitty character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was the best response possible. It's like, if, yeah, if that character, if, that much of their character is about their look and their race ethnicity, then then that character shit. Yeah, which is true. Done. Totally accurate. I mean, totally accurate. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, honestly, I haven't seen Zendaya in anything. My sister is going to fix that, I'm sure, because again, she's a huge fan. Um, but everything I've read about anyone involved in this project has said that she's is very capable of doing this role and i mean marvel knows how big of a deal this movie is gonna be and they've been killing it with the casting otherwise so there's no reason to think that zendaya doesn't fit in with everyone else it's a it's an updated version of spider-man because it's like the creators must realize if we're gonna do a, a movie based in queens we can't have a whole cast of white dudes like really waspy looking white people <laughs> we got to get some diversity here. So um, I think that's behind why they made these decisions. But yeah, also, I mean, like, you've got, you've got uh, Tony Rivellari as, as Flash Thompson, who in the comic is a white, is a white guy. He's like a jock. He's a big white truck dude. Yeah. So um, and I, don't, I don't have the names in front of me, but even like the rest of the cast is pretty, pretty diverse. Um, and Zendaya uh, included. So, it's a silly con. I don't know, man. It's like part of me just doesn't even want to engage. Give it any. Give it, yeah. Because it's like it's just dumb. Like it's a it's a fictional character. Of course, she can be black. She could be any race. Yeah, I Why mean, she got to be white. I mean, the only there's a few characters where like race and ethnicity really really factor in. <laughs> like Black Panther. Imagine if they made Black Panther white. Yeah. That would be kind of hilarious. So like Black uh, Panther for one, you know, is a good example. Um... I can't, <laughs> man. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the comic that he's in is called The Master of Kung Fu, and it's a it's a Chinese guy, the character. I can't think of his name right now, but but it'd be weird if you made him American, for instance. Um, I'm looking this up for you. Yeah, it's a Master of Kung Fu. Anyway, and you know, like uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, there you go. Say it one more time for him, please. Shang Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. Master of Kung Fu. So, 
there are certain characters where their race or ethnicity really factors into the mythology of the character. But, I mean, even with, with Spider-Man, with Peter or Miles, you could switch the races of either of those. Yeah. Like, if Peter, for instance, if Peter were black or half black, half Hispanic, cool. Peter still works. If Miles were white, Miles would still work. Like, a lot of characters, you can you can play around with that stuff. You know what? And not only that, you and I have talked about this before. These are the movies. These are not the comic books. So it, they're, not everything translates, and it also gives you the opportunity to change things. Uh, hopefully you make good choices and change things for the better. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get a Schumacher Batman with bat nipples. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. That's unfortunate. But you at least have the opportunity to make changes uh, you know, as you see fit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's just a lot of comic book fans out there who are just so caught up in, like, you have to be true to the comics, like, 100%. Like and that Eugene? includes, like, yeah, Eugene's one of them. Um, and, like, you, you can see why they would be jaded in that way, because a lot of movies that have veered away from the comics have been really shitty. Like, the first Deadpool, for example, was a disaster. Um, but... Like there's certain things that you can do. You can go away from from the comics and actually make them better. Um, and you know there's certain things that like they don't. You can change them. You can mix them up, and it doesn't either. It doesn't make it any better or worse sometimes. So people just need to back off, man. Oh, Plus, I mean, like, there's going to be other versions of Spider-Man. Just relax. I'm, I guess this one's probably going to go on for a while. <laughs> Especially they could do the Harry Potter. But here's the thing: yeah. if you really, really, really can't stand the idea of a a, and not only that, isn't Zendaya? Uh, I think that makes you a racist. Uh, yeah, uh, it makes you a Trump supporter, maybe. Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya is also, I I believe she's like half white, half black, so she's a mixed race person. Anyway, so you can like half of her. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm no, yeah, I guess you could. That's not what I was saying. But I was gonna say if you really just cannot fathom the idea of a non fully white Mary Jane Watson, then hey man, there are two very good and one absolutely terrible Spider-Man movies out there with a white Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. To watch or just, as much as you want. Or just go watch, you know, 90% of movies and TV shows that star white people. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I think we should move on. Now, I'm looking at our note sheet here, and I, let's go ahead and, and skip the next one and make that after, And let's because this relates. We, we got a glimpse, supposedly. Now, again, this is also a non-confirmed thing, uh, but we saw a Spidey casting sheet that's been floating around the Internet, and it has... Uh, it's kind of funny because the way it's written out is like the top half. It's got like some of the, the, the main actors, but it just has like their initials. For, for some, some of them, some, and then some of them they write but, out the whole actors. But then, the, yeah, towards the bottom, like the the maybe lesser known act or like the less prominent roles, it's like the full actor's name. It's really weird. Why they, I'm not sure why they did that. But for Zendaya, for instance, it's just the letter Z, and she's cast <laughs> right. as if you remember Michelle. Michelle was the was the casting uh, choice for for Zendaya. But you see Tom Holland as T H as Peter Parker. Um. 
but my, my favorite thing is we get to see kind of who some of the secondary actors are going to be. So we get Martin Starr, right? Looks like he's going to be a teacher of some sort, which I yep. believe you speculated. And as you per usual, Ig nailed the... Uh, nailed it. Uh, prog- prognostication. Is that, is that yes. the word I'm looking for? Okay. Uh, uh, is, yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, that is right. And uh, we get to see who Hannibal Burris plays. He plays Coach. Is it Coach Wilson? I think. Uh, which to me is perfect. Like Hannibal Burris, as a be- like, I feel like he's going to be like a beleaguered coach, just like kind of frustrated that this is his job, that this is where his life has led him to. I I could just see a lot of comedy in that. <laughs> um. But yeah, we get so. You know the interesting thing. Uh, any interesting cast uh, re- revelations there for you, Wick? Uh There's a character um, by the name of Cindy, uh, who's played by the actress Tiffany Espenson. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, the only other person to be bitten by the, sp- the radioactive spider is a character called Cindy Moon. Right, Silk. Who becomes Silk? Yeah. So. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to see... And she's also Asian. In the comics? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I think the actress is, is at least she's also Asian. Yeah, she is, she's Asian-American. Um, no Donald Glover on this list. Uh, I, that's what I really wanted to see, see what he was going to be cast as. Yeah. What if, but, man, what if he's Miles? What if they make him Miles? I think it'd be, it would be a weird choice to make Miles older than Peter, but I wouldn't be against it. It would be kind of cool. If they make it work I mean, in the story, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Plus, Donald can play younger than what he actually is. Definitely. Um, and then, let me see, what else do we have here? I mean, a lot of these actors, I don't really know who they are, but you're the big Spider-Man nerd. What, anything here jump out of you? We got a guy playing Shocker. Anything you could tell us about Shocker? <laughs> yeah, Shocker is definitely a B-slash-C-level villain in the Marvel Universe. Uh, he's basically a guy that just wears a lot of insulation and he can shoot vibration waves out of his arms. Nice. Um, he's kind of a goof. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited to see shocker in, in the, uh, Spider-Man movie. That actor's awesome. Bokeem, uh, Woodbine. Yeah. What's he, what's he from? I feel like well, I've he heard was, that name before. He's been in, he's been in a lot of stuff, but most recently he was in Fargo and okay. he is, great in Fargo um, and he plays kind of a villainous character so I could totally see him pulling off a villain though from what you're telling me Shocker seems like he might be there for comic relief because he's probably well, well <laughs> you know maybe maybe, maybe, maybe they make him a, you know more of a threat you know who knows yeah. he's uh, good though he's a good actor I like that guy yeah I mean yeah. I, like I, we've talked about this before I'm totally sold on the casting for Spider-Man Homecoming I mean they, they just keep nailing it left and right I mean plus at the top you've got you know, Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei. Yeah, they're not even on this list. Right? They're not even on the list. I mean, those are like, I don't, I don't know if there's a movie I'm more excited for coming out over the next few years. Well, of course you are, dude. But, but, I mean, but, that's no, but not, not just because it's Spider-Man, because of the cast involved. Um, you've got Martin Starr. You've got Hannibal Burris. You know, like, just yeah. Now you're. God, you're going to be so annoying when this movie comes out. Like, I'm already getting ready for it. You're going to see it so many times. So oh. many times. I'm not even going to see Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get a hold of you that week. No. 
Nope, that's Spider-Man again. <clears throat> Movie yeah, ends. You my, just get right back in line. My phone's just going to be turned off. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to tag myself watching the movie and then immediately turn the phone off. Yeah. And then I'll turn it on, tag myself, then turn it off again. Oh my god. Repeat. All right, man. So, as excited as I am for Spider-Man Homecoming, there is some pretty big news that came out recently. Um, and it's it's kind of weird too if you think about it cuz so far when I say video streaming service and Marvel, what do you think of? Video streaming service and Marvel, I think of Netflix. Of course you do. You think of Daredevil, think of Jessica Jones, think of uh, mm, Luke Punisher, Cage. Luke, mm, mm, sweet Christmas, Luke Cage. Uh, and the Defenders. But in a, in a twisty turn of events, the newest Marvel property to go to, on a video streaming service is not going to be on Netflix. It's going to be on Hulu. As a Hulu original series for Runaways. Now, yeah. I'll very quickly describe what Runaways is about. Um, it was originally conceived as a self-contained series um, written predominantly by Robert K. Vaughn and then also by, uh, I believe, Joss Whedon wrote some issues. Uh, but it's essentially about, it's, it takes place in California west coast stuff because most of marvel's shit takes place on the east coast this is west coast uh it's about a bunch of villain super villains that are sort of under the you know kind of under the table super villains like nobody really knows who they are it's not any characters that we're familiar with but they seem to kind of rule the west coast and uh by night by day they are prominent people within the community kind of like a kingpin type situation and they have children and these children get wind of the fact that their parents are supervillains. And they're like, what the hell? We don't want this. This sucks. And they run away. And now each of these kids have their own powers and stuff as well. So they kind of form a team. The parents worry about their safety. They try to confront them. They end up fighting. It's a really good story. It's a really, really interesting take. Uh, it's got a very... And this is why I think Hulu ended up getting this show because it has a very kind of Goonies kind of a Stranger Things kind of vibe to it and you know you and I talked off air and you, you mentioned do you think because of the success of Stranger Things that Runaways is now a thing that's going to be on Hulu and, and I think that this was always kind of floating around like somebody was going to do Runaways Maybe NBC, maybe Netflix, you know, Hulu. But I think because of the success of Stranger Things, they pushed it forward. Like, they're like, okay, this is a this is a green light. Let's go. Let's do this. Because I feel like this show would lend itself to that kind of feel. Now, you actually said something else off air that, that I didn't think of. Because the comic takes place in current day. But you brought up an interesting idea, which was... Oh, was that it? Am I supposed to say it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was smooth. Uh, oh, I was just wondering if they were gonna if they were gonna set it in the eighties, yeah, so that they can have that sick eighties soundtrack like Stranger Things. Um, which, by the way, I haven't watched yet. Uh, oh my I god, dude! I'm, no, no, it's the we're like Alicia and I are saving it. 
okay. we're doing this intentionally because we're about to have twins and we're like, well, maybe we should save the show for like when we want to, we can sit down and like watch TV. Um, because we might have a lot of time to do that. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'll, I'll be watching that soon. But um, but I do know that people are like raving about the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not it's not confirmed that this has anything to do with the success of Stranger Things, but it does seem like the timing of it is interesting. Of like, you could totally, I mean, the TV industry, just Hollywood in general, is totally a copycat type industry. If something they see something that has success someone out there is going to try and reproduce it or do something similar. I wouldn't be shocked if people were paying attention to the fact that Stranger Things was, is still getting a ton of attention. People seem to love it. Uh, I don't know what it, the numbers are like, if you can kind of even tabulate those for streaming services, but it seems to be really popular. Um, and this just seems like a similar type series. I don't think you have to set it in the 80s, but I do kind of wonder if they're going to try and I don't know. It just makes me. It makes me question it. Maybe they. Do you think? Does it take anything away from it to make it in the eighties? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think except it's... except for the fact that it makes you seem like you're really trying to capitalize on the Stranger Things. Right. I, no, I think you could do it in the eighties. I almost wonder if they might do a different kind of retro thing and do it in the nineties. Yeah, that, I was just gonna say that. I could totally see that. <clears throat> and if they do it right, if you get the, if you actually can get the right feel down. And not oversaturate it. That could be great. I think '90s music lends itself well to like teen angst too. Yeah. Um, you know, because these are all kids who are like rebelling. Definitely. Uh, '90s music is definitely perfect for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sh- that that show might bring back grunge. Yeah. On and its one, own. Of, one of the kids is kind of like a goth kid. One of the kids is kind of like a grunge kid. So that totally would work. Um. Yeah, yeah I man. I, so, 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 Chris, uh, the the guy who did our, our art for our our combo characters logo and stuff, huge Runaways fan. And when I told him about this, he hadn't heard about it yet. When I told him about the news, he lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> so, so we've got you know Hulu's got at least one fan ready to go. <laughs> um, um, I'm excited. And you know, again, keep taking off comic book properties and names. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, because just keep getting closer. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> at some point, they're gonna run out. They're, they're gonna, gonna have out. to. They're gonna have to. Things are gonna get slightly darker uh, each time. And hockeyer. And hockeyer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. All right, man. So. <laughs> you need yeah, to work on that. That's good. <clears throat> no, I don't think you do. I think that's perfect. Um, that's good. Okay. All right, we got some other new. We got some actual comic book news now. So, and I'm not gonna lie. This this made me a little nervous. Civil War Two, the money grab, <laughs> is is going exactly to form, because it, word has come out that they are extending it to an additional issue, which, on its face, is fine. And I really like the story. I haven't gotten to issue four yet. The first three were good. I really like what they're setting up. It's, uh, it's just, it's a very, uh, as big of a story as it is, it's very kind of contained within a few characters. Um, but here's the problem. This is very reminiscent of what happened last year with Secret Wars, and we all know how that turned out. That thing went off the rails. 
you know, they had production delays, they added an issue, they, ah, man, you know, so right off the bat, that made me a little apprehensive, you know? The fact yeah. that they're they're doing another issue is okay in a vacuum, but the fact that the last big event they did also did this and was kind of a mess. I don't know. How, how are you feeling about this? Well, the, the one big difference is that Secret Wars was supposed to end at a time when they were going to relaunch the <clears throat> all-new, all-different Marvel. So it was supposed to be tied into that. Um, and because it got extended, it, it kind of messed up that whole rollout which made it much worse, whereas Civil War II doesn't... I mean, there's nothing really it has to... I, I guess, I guess you know, if there's going to be some kind of crazy reveal at the end of it, you do have to time that in a way so that the other comics don't uh, spoil it in a way by, like, you know, having some major reveal, which is actually what happened with the first Iron Man when it came out because Doctor Doom shows up at the end and it's supposed to be this big reveal after secret wars but secret wars hadn't ended yet so you're just like well what the what the fuck was that um so hopefully they haven't planned anything like that with civil war 2 uh but no i i mean dude the comics have industry has to be like the most just reactive of ever i mean it's like something does slightly well and they're like extending it something's like kind of tailing off it's like we're relaunching it you know they're like they're just not waiting around um for stuff to get better uh so obviously they find they found something that they think is working. Good for them. I, I I always have a problem with extending anything. I I even feel that way with like TV shows. It's like stuff should have a very clear. Well, yeah, that's why that's why you like. That's why you like the British kind of. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, think it's smart for shows, right? Because they do like shorter seasons, and they only or have like, like so many seasons in the show. So like yeah, or it's like we're we're producing this for two seasons and that's it. Um, there's a show on HBO right now called Vice Principals, which isn't like the most amazing show, but um, they wrote two seasons and they're going to do two seasons. And <clears throat> even if they get renewed, they're not going to come back. That's the story they want to tell. Right. And that's kind of how shows should be. No, that's great. You know, actually, and this wasn't on our note list, but I'll go ahead and bring it up right now because I just remembered. Uh, so Robert Kirkman, who's the guy behind like Walking Dead and going to be uh, Thief of Thieves, which is another one coming out, show coming out. Um, he also does a, a comic called Invincible. And he actually yep. just came out recently and said there is going to be a definitive end to this comic. With I think he said within the next year. And yeah. he's like, and that's it. That's the story I want to tell, and it's going to be done. And that comic's really good. I've only read the first 50 or so issues, but it's really, really well done. And the fact that it has a definitive end, I definitely am going to finish up the series. Because I like, just like you said, I like when there is a definitive end to a story doesn't need to yeah. just go on forever and that's probably at, at the heart of it the problem with comics right because mm -hmm. like people don't know when to jump in and then there's not really a good place to jump out <laughs> you're just kind of like all right well you just get story's... bored at some point and you're like yeah. all right i'm out and then maybe a couple of years later you hear of another story and you're like oh yeah that's pretty good but that's again that's why the seasons things works better because Oh, I think you're right. You can kind yeah. of jump in you and out. You kind of get at that issue where it's not like jumping in and out. You have someone – I mean, I, I guess it is jumping in and out, but you're jumping in for a a series, a certain amount of books, whereas right now it's like you jump in and it really just depends on how much patience you have. Um, patience and money. <laughs> patience yeah. and money, yeah. So I don't know. It does make me. It does make me a little nervous from the story perspective that they're extending it. Because 
you know, in the end, it could be the story that that suffers. Um, because I think they've done actually a really good job with Civil War too. I'm yeah. enjoying it more than than Secret Wars. Uh, I think the story is a lot more interesting and intriguing. I like the art on it a lot. Um, you know, I like the Captain Marvels getting this kind of big role. So we'll see, dude. But uh, yeah, not 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 a great sign. Not as bad as Secret Wars, but not as great. Not not great. I agree. Um, all right, moving on back to the movie side of things. Coming back to Marvel Studios. Uh, so recently, a picture of of Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. Uh, was released where they're in character as Loki and Thor, and they're like sitting at a newsstand. Yeah, it's a really weird picture. I mean, everything that we're seeing from Thor Ragnarok so far is just. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's just it's random. Hard, it's yeah. hard without context, but it's just all a little bit ridiculous. Like, why? Why are these two guys in costume, in character, just sitting at a newsstand? Okay. Um, it's a pretty cool little picture. A lot of people have been making mention of like the headlines from the newspapers in the background and stuff. Uh, I mean, I get it. I know why people do that, but all right, guys, come on. Just, <laughs> it's just, you know what? Just, just wait till the movie comes out. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun time, everyone. Um, but the other thing, the other thing that came out in relation to this, uh, is that, on Instagram, somebody took a picture of Chris Hemsworth in costume as Thor holding a piece of paper and then they enlarged it and they zoomed in and they enlarged it and they 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 cleaned it up, the image, and on that piece of paper is an address. Now, the address is, in fact, the address, at least in the comic book, to Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange's abode, the Sanctum Sanctorum. And St. Torrance. 177A Bleecker Street. There you go. And you so, know some asshole lives there in New York, too. <laughs> and he, and when, you ring, when you ring the doorbell, he comes to the door. He goes, yes, <laughs> I have Agomato. And he has, like, the head cape thing. Oh, the head cape. I still, you know what? I spent, like, I spent way too much time, time trying to figure out what that's called. Yeah. And I, I gave up. I just, uh, like, I, I just put, threw my hands in the air. I never even got close. I don't even know how to Google it. <laughs> Try it. It's, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. All right. If somebody out there knows what the head cape, the back, like, headboard thing that goes... The thing that surrounds the back Strange of your head. head. Yeah. What is that? What is that called? Does that have a name? Is Please it, Is it me. just head cape? Let's find out. Hashtag head cape. Yeah. Uh, seriously, hashtag... Okay, and that's the other thing, actually. This is a good point to bring this up. So, if you want to get at us on Twitter... Other than messaging us directly, which you certainly can do, but if you just want to tag something that we can see, hashtag it CBCU, as in Comic Book Characters Universe, uh, and we'll find it and we'll, we'll we can discuss it. We can interact with you guys. So hashtag CBCU. So before we've we've talked about like hashtag uh, uh, glove. What was it? Glove for. Donald Glover. Hand and Glover. Hand, hand, hand for glove. Glove and hand. I don't remember. But so this one we could do hashtag head cape. So you just do hashtag head cape, hashtag CBCU. And so if you yeah. know, if somebody out there can figure it out, let us know. We'll definitely give you a shout out on a future podcast. Um, so what are your, 
Okay, so so obviously the the question that the internet and everyone else has is that is Doctor Strange going to be in Thor Ragnarok, or is this just a little clever nod to something in the comics? Is the director just messing with us? What are your thoughts on this? Ike? Uh, that's hard. It's hard to say, but like they're they're having so much fun. It seems on that set, it's very possible they're messing with us. And like the director. Uh, whose name I'm sure I'm going to get wrong, but it's Taiki Waititi, uh, who's from New Zealand, um, who's a comedian. Like, he's hilarious. Like, I could totally see him trying to fuck with people. Um, but I, at the same time, this kind of brings me back to a point I was making on a previous episode, which is, like, it wouldn't shock me at all. Like, I feel like Marvel has put themselves in a place... It, it's It's a good place to be, but it's also kind of challenging in that it's hard really right now for them to make a standalone movie with any of these characters. I mean, maybe if you put like Hulk in space, like you can do a story where you don't need the Avengers to be there. But when you're doing these other movies with these other characters from the, who are in the Avengers, it's like, it's hard to not have some of the other Avengers involved or else you're kind of the implication is like the, the mission at the heart of the story isn't, important enough for the Avengers to come help out with. So I feel like a lot of these movies now, they might be a Thor movie. It might be a Captain America movie, but it's really like kind of still an Avengers movie. Um, that's kind of, I mean, I guess from a fan's perspective, that's kind of cool, but it's also tricky. I think for Marvel to keep making that, these definitely especially <laughs> to, as they go along further and further along and they're interesting. But, um, yeah. yeah. But I think, I think this could be a really good way to, get Doctor Strange involved because I, I you know the movie his movie that's coming out seems different from everything we've seen in the Marvel universe you have to slowly introduce him um into the rest of it uh if if you want to have him involved in 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 um Infinity Wars uh so this this would be the way to do it and i think this movie in particular would be the best way to do it because Thor of all the characters in the Avengers is probably the one that sticks out the most and you got Hulk in it, and you got Jeff Goldblum. Uh, why not? Just add Cumberbatch. Oh man, Blanchett. I mean, I forgot about Goldblum. This movie's again. gonna be. Insane. I always forget. I always forget about. Yeah. Goldblum. How about a Goldblum Cumberbatch scene? I know. By the way, you know who's not going to be in this movie? Who's not going to be in this movie? Natalie Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman is done with Marvel, and I got to say. Um, I you know I give her props. Like she's she did her character. She did it for two movies. But man, if you're if there's a movie you want to really bail on, Ragnarok seems like a bad choice uh, because it looks like it's so this, much fun. It looks like so much fun, and it really has potential to be really good. Um, but uh, you know, Natalie Portman, I don't know what movie she's slated to be in, um, or I haven't really heard from her in a while. But uh, apparently, done with Marvel. But hey, she gave us she was in two movies. Yeah. You have any in reaction to that though what? the last Thor movie ending with the post credit sequence with them two together? Yeah, they probably are kicking themselves for that one. Well, you know, you go with your best, you go with your best hunch as to what you want to do moving forward, and you know, th- these are the, this, this is how movies work. Sometimes actors move in and out of projects, and you can't, you know, not everybody, not every actor wants to do a whole slew of films, you know, within a franchise. In fact, I think we talked about this before, but Ryan Gosling turned down the Joker role by the way seeming like a like a genius move on his part at this point uh, 
because he didn't want to do a bunch of movies. He wanted to do like maybe one movie and that was it. And, you know, when Jack Nicholson was the Joker, he just did it for that one movie. That was it. And it was really, you know, it was a a pretty unique performance, but it was just the one movie. Um, You know, now it's... These movies are really demanding now. It's It's very demanding. You don't sign a one movie deal. Yeah. And so, you know, I I get why Portman, you know, wanted out. That's fine. I think Paltrow, too. I I don't know that she's going to be in any other Marvel films as Pepper Potts. And so it's kind of interesting because you see, maybe um, maybe Zendaya, Zendaya could be the, could be Tony's help. Oh my God! Are we back to this. Ooh, again? Bring it back. Jesus, man! Um, How do you? It's always right there for you. I know. It's always All right the on the tip. On the tip. Uh, what? By the way, what's going to happen with Jane Foster? Is she just done? Are they going to reference her at all in the movie? I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's so weird because so much of the first two movies is about Thor, like, falling for Jane, right? And, like, how much he cares about her. So if she just doesn't exist in the movies moving forward, that's kind of a weird transition. Yeah. There's also a photo of Anthony Hopkins as Odin, but he's, like, dressed like a homeless man on the street. I don't know what that could be about, but... um... It's a coming to America reference, most likely. Yeah, maybe. But uh, people are saying that it's part of the scene that ends up taking Thor to the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Okay. Uh, so, starting to create some buzz that that's definitely going to happen. Uh, good, man. Man, Marvel Marvel's so smart about this stuff. And they realize that you have to kind of slowly introduce these characters. So, they're using, they're using this movie to kind of bring them into the universe. Good, smart. Like as, as opposed to jamming in like three or four characters at once out of nowhere. Yeah, and BBS. then being, <clears throat> we'll give them we'll give them their backstory later. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, a little bit more Marvel movie news. We it's a real small thing, and we'll definitely post this on the thread over on our Facebook page, which is of course www.facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Uh, we'll throw this on that thread there. It's a concept art picture of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, we saw one of these previously, and we've talked about it. wasn't a lot to it. This one, on the other hand, is pretty great. Uh, you've got Rocket. You've got Drax. You've got Gamora. You've got Star-Lord all fighting this, like, space beast. It's like a space octopus with teeth. Uh, looks terrifying. Looks like it's going to be a really fun action piece in the film. And then you've got little baby Groot just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. like he's just, he's just yeah. like dancing. I don't know what he's doing. He's he, just kind of like flailing. Honest, probably shouldn't even, he probably shouldn't even be there. He's still a baby at this point, right? Yeah, sure. He should be on the it's ship. Probably, he should he be probably, on the ship. He shouldn't be there. He probably got out on his own. He's like baby's, baby's day out. Baby's, baby Groot stays out. <laughs> right. Looks but, cool. Everyone seems like they have kind of updated an updated look. Right. Um, to them. But beyond that, I mean, it's all the same. That's all the same how, it's just a, it's just a little mock-up concept art thing, so it's, there's not yeah, a lot to right. talk yeah, about. Just, just a little tease. But kind of my favorite thing about it, real quick, is that... So a lot of people have been commenting on Baby Groot kind of in the corner, and he looks completely, like, not involved in the situation where everyone else no. is being attacked or attacking this creature. And James Gunn actually took to Facebook and said... Well, yeah, Baby Groot's kind of, you know, 
he's not he's kind of distracted often <laughs> like like he's just not paying attention essentially he's a baby is that why yeah cause he's like a little baby Groot. he's just like not oh, yeah. he's not a he's not really focused on the task at hand baby Groot is gonna steal the show in this movie i can already tell Definitely. So are they going to have Vin Diesel do babies? That's what I, I, was, I, was, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Oh, man. That's going to be That good. could be great. I want some footage of that. Um, yeah, anything else on Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no. It's just a little, little teaser, a little tidbit. Um, All right. Another, another one image. Let's move to another image. Yeah, yeah. One, little one image thing. And again, we'll throw this on the thread. It's, it's Jason Mimosa. In full Aquaman gear. Now, we've seen him before, kind of shirtless, looking rugged, looking ready to go. But this time, he's got kind of like an armor thing, um, like a chest piece. Does Zack Snyder, like, design these things himself? Uh, it's possible. They all kind of look... All right, anyway, I'll let you keep going. No, 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 no. Where, where, where are you going with that? They, I, It looks like... It kind of looks like the black Superman outfit that we saw a close-up of yeah the texturing um, and stuff yeah it almost yeah it's like everything he designs looks like like tire tire threads or something yeah um it's just like this rubbery kind of design to it and it's usually really dark and hard to see <laughs> and it all looks the same and i'm wondering if it's Zack snyder doing it probably i'm I also mean, calling it right now it looks so much like the black superman costume that i'm sure in the movie, the black Superman costume is going to come from Atlantis somehow. Okay. That's a I'll... weird prediction. I don't think it's probably going to happen, but... No, no, you call I feel like Zack Snyder fucks with, with you know, comic book stories anyway. He probably won't give a fuck. Oh, like maybe um, maybe the way Superman comes back is that the Atlanteans have like a fountain of youth built into their city. And so they take... Yeah, Superman though, I guess it. at the end of BVS... Superman comes alive by himself. Well, right? but I, the dirt's moving around. We don't really know uh, what he might not be alive. It might just be his like right. residual he energy. Might, maybe they kind of they take Superman, and that's you know Batman goes out there to try and get him back, and they don't want to give him up. Yeah, because they're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be our superhero slave. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, he, he, can, he can probably breathe underwater, right, or whatever. So. You can yeah. do anything. Yeah. No, you know what? That's. I know you kind of just thought about all that off the top of your head, but that's not the worst thing I've heard. And no, I'm I'm very certain that the DCEU can can do much worse. Oh, <laughs> they've already done it. Um, so, but yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, outside of that, though, I guess if I think it looks pretty good to like uh, the Snyderverse, it's fine. I, I mean, you're it, right. It does look a lot like a lot of other things we've seen, but I think. Again, th- think of the character that we're portraying here. It's Aquaman. It's not somebody who's ever yeah. been very visually striking as a character. And so now you're, you know, he looks. No, he looks cool. I'll, I'll give them props. They've, they've done a good job with his look. I think I think I think they've definitely updated him and made him look radically different from the comics. And that's a good thing. So props, props for that. So uh, something yeah. that does not have a cool look, or maybe it does, um, is, I mean, it depends, I guess, on how you look at this kind of thing, but they are releasing, they're doing something really neat. And, and you know, we've talked about this before, but I really feel like 
like DC's animated stuff. They do a really great job with it. And they're doing something that I, you know, I never thought that they would do something like this, but I think it's I think it's a pretty great idea. And they're going back to the old 1960s Batman TV show. But they're making it into an animated movie featuring um Burt Ward and Adam West as as Ro- or Batman and Robin, Burt, you know Adam West Batman, Burt Ward as Robin, and I think they're. I like even that you. Good. I like that you named Burt Ward before Adam West. <laughs> yeah. To be that fair, might be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, uh, I bet you Burt Ward's real happy about that though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Julie Newmar is going to play Catwoman. Nice. And so that's that's really cool. I'm trying to uh, find the title of the. There's a specific title to the movie. Um. Like, what what is? I thought it was called Batman like sixty six. The clip is like them about to be cooked, and they're like on top of it's like a meal or something. What is it? I can't remember now. They're, you sent the, it to me. Yeah, they're like they're like I think they're about to be made into a lasagna. Is that what it is? It's so weird. It's, I don't know. That's, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, and I'm trying to Return find of the Caped Crusaders. There you go. That's the name of the of the cartoon. But it's a really cool idea, you know. And it looks cool. I, I, they actually look like they did in the in the show, uh, yeah. but but animated. So I, I, I don't just, know. If I, I don't know if I'm gonna end up watching it, but it looks interesting. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. We all we all know how I feel about voice acting and things of that nature. So yeah, but no, but no Mark Hamill. So. That's true. Well, as far as we know. Oh. Maybe. I mean, Cesar Romero has passed away, so if they have Joker in it. Oh, it's might. not possible. Um, that's pretty cool. Oh, here's another little tidbit. This is just random, random comic Batman, 1960s Batman fact. Uh, trivia. So did you know that they originally approached Clint Eastwood to play Two-Face in the 1960s Batman TV show? Oh, wow. And he almost did it. He almost did it. They decided not to do it after all. But He, he decided not to do it? I, I believe either he did or the studio did. I think maybe the studio did because they were like, this is going to be too expensive to do the makeup and stuff. But, but yeah. It's hard to picture Clint Eastwood doing Two-Face. He's always like such a kind of like... Soft-spoken. Soft yeah, soft-spoken and... It's like you don't really. I can't see him playing like a crazy, yeah, crazy, almost like Joker type guy. Yeah, maybe he could though. Yeah. Now the question, of course, like crotchety old man, like in uh, what was that movie called? Oh, uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, Gran Torino. Uh, you know, the question, of course, always remains: just how how far down does the split go? With what does that mean? The split, you know, the 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 two. Oh God. I think we already come on. We already no. We, we already went over it. this. We tackled it, this. It depends on the angle of the dangle, um, which is directly proportional to the heat of the meat. So <laughs> let's talk about the next topic. Um, yeah. All right, because we're done with that. Yeah, we're done. Let's talk about the TV show Powerless, which we haven't talked about in a while. It's a DC comedy series. It's going to be on NBC mid-season. Uh, everything looked pretty promising about the show. It's going to be like The Office, but with with comic book characters. Not well, not with actual comic book characters, but like in the comic book universe, I guess. Right. Um, everything was looking good up until about 
sometime last week when the showrunner and executive producer Ben Queen just bounced. Peace. <laughs> Wasn't he also like a co-creator on the show? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's the creator. Yeah. Um, so when the creator, executive producer, and showrunner leaves before the first episodes even aired, that can't be good. Yeah. That can't be good. Um, uh, supposedly they left he left over creative differences yeah so i mean i i don't know uh i like the cast on this show i think the conceit is pretty great i don't know though that like you know this is this is kind of just like talking about um civil war 2 it's one of those things where like we haven't even seen the show yet, and now there's something to be nervous about. Yeah, especially because from what I was reading, like the filming, I guess the major filming is going to start in two weeks, and it's like somehow they have to find a new showrunner. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's it hasn't started yet, so I guess it could be salvaged. Um, but... It might not have the same vision that it had at the beginning. Hopefully, they can get someone who's actually a, a DC well, Comics fan. Um, Kevin Smith. You know, I was going to say Kevin Smith. You know what, though? It, yeah. it, of course, it doesn't have. It's not going to have the same vision, or maybe any vision, because Vision is a Marvel Comics property. Oh, such a good point. By the way, the Vision Comics, the new, like, really good. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That actually brings up another real quick aside. So we're sorry, we're gonna try something a little new and different here on Combo Characters, uh, but both like on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, we're gonna do these little Comic Cove reviews. They're little two hundred and fifty word or less reviews on comics that that I read, that Dig reads. Um, and they can be current, recent, or things from the past. And just to give, you know, people out there an idea of, of things to read or maybe to avoid. And we just put up the first one this week on Deadpool Secret Secret Wars. It's a four-issue miniseries. So, you know, you get like a, just a little taste of what, what that comic is about. And then we do a rating system of one to five. For this one in particular, it was out of five chimichangas. Right, but that it obviously could be five anything. Yeah, like it wouldn't be five chimichangas for the Vision series, for instance. Um, that would be like five sweater vests. <laughs> yeah, five sweater vests, exactly. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so be on the lookout for those, and if you follow us on Twitter, you'll definitely see them as well as on Facebook. Uh, and if you have any comics that you all want to recommend to us, uh, feel free to get at us on Twitter or on Facebook. And we'll try to put those into the rotation. And a quick uh, other plug. I should really start doing this at the beginning of the show. But um, oh, yeah. if you guys listen to the show and like us, uh, please give us a review on iTunes. It's like the best way that we can get people to listen to the show. Uh, so if you're a fan, I'm not saying like write, you know, like in 200 words, just a couple sentences uh, of what you like about the show and uh, give us a review. And honestly, that's the best way to, to get more ears to let us yeah. infiltrate more eardrums. Um, and not only yeah, that, especially let us know what you like, because, you know, we, we want to do things that you guys enjoy. So if there are particular segments that we do that you guys really like, we'll try to incorporate those more frequently into the podcast. Uh, yeah, okay, so 
All right. This is the last thing that we've got. Uh, and we actually had teased this last time. But with the news of Ghost Rider being on, of all shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it has now opened the door for other, what might some might argue are secondary or possibly lower level characters right. to make the jump to the Marvel Universe, uh, at least on the television side. And a couple of articles, or at least one article in particular, did name drop a one particular character that I know is, in fact, near and dear to your heart, Ignacio. Yes. And that is, of course, none other than Darkhawk. Oh, yeah. Now, well, let's... Yeah, go ahead. Just My real quick question to you is, if Darkhawk could appear in a season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. is, is that what you want, or would you rather him have a much smaller role but possibly in a film like Infinity War. Yeah, uh, that's that's an easy one. I, I don't want Darkhawk anywhere near Agents of Shield. <laughs> okay. um, one, because I'm gonna have to start watching that show, and I don't really, I don't need to do that right now. Um, just not a big fan of the network TV shows. I'm excited about Hulu getting into the game because that's cool. Um, but yeah, man, no. <sighs> Honestly, if he was in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're like, this is whatever, this is all we can do with this character, fine, I'll watch it. But it's going to be so depressing just to see him. Because you know he's not going to get like a great story arc. He's going to be like a piece of shit. They're just going to treat him like dirt. And I don't really want to watch that. So I'd much rather have him just burn bright but flame out really quickly in an Avengers movie. That would be cool. And like, if they can actually make him look cool, like I don't want because like it, on Agents of Shield he would just be like a dude like with like a shadowy dude with like plastic wings. He would look dumb. I picture him being so, not in the costume a lot, like mostly just walking around with a leather with a leather yeah. jacket. on. no, it's just going to be Chris Powell, but you know, with his mullet and oversized baggy jeans, just walking around. Um, no, I'm I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because I think Darkhawk. Needs a bigger story and a bigger platform. Needs a bigger screen. Yes. By the way, to, to just to free. walk back a little bit, what you said that "quote unquote" article you're quoting is not is not news in any way. It's like it was just like it's ten spe- characters. No, it's just a speculation. We'd, thing. we'd like to see or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. And yeah. of this list of ten, Darkhawk was last. So I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know was, what that was even sleep, means. Was Sleepwalker on that list? I think he was. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, just I came across a Sleepwalker number one the other day for 50 cents. Oh, and I, and I grabbed it, and I was like, hmm, should should I get this? We well, can't really depreciate in value any more than that. And right? then I was like, no. And then I decided to get it, so I do actually own Sleepwalker number one. Nice, dude. Yeah. Good stuff. For 50 cents. Um. All right, man. Well, I think we covered all the stuff we want to talk about this this week. Uh, one last thing: it's Jack Kirby Week over on Marvel. So go to their website and check it out. There's a bunch of like articles about him. Uh, there's one about his him creating the Incredible Hulk. There's going to be a podcast apparently from his son um, and a comic book historian 
which I'm really interested in. So uh, go check it out uh, if you're interested at all in the history of a lot of these characters and of, of, of Marvel Comics. Jack Kirby is a monumental figure. Um, so just wanted to plug that. Not only but, not only for Marvel, for DC as well. Um, when he did oh, right. like the New Gods and Dark Side and all that stuff. Uh, but like, yeah, you said it's it's DC, it's Kirby Week at Marvel. It should be Kirby Week everywhere. It should be Kirby Week in the world. Because uh, yeah. Jack Kirby, I mean, one of the most influential and prolific artist creators in the history of comic books. If you don't respect Jack Kirby. I don't know what to tell you. He's he's easily up there with Stanley, um, and you know, like Walt Disney. Like those are the those are the guys. Uh, well said. Uh, though I'm sure if you compared him to Stanley, Jack Kirby would probably just punch you in the face. Oh, he but, would. Uh, he would totally punch me in the face. Yeah. He'd punch me so hard. From his... He'd probably says something like, "Don't compare me to that hack." Yeah. Ah, oh, that he's wispy hack. You him. mean that little yeah. that little wuss? Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little uh, frail wuss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, next week, hopefully, if all things go as planned, we might give you a uh, review of the most recent uh, Civil War issue, Civil War Two, uh, the money grab. Uh, but until then, the fortress, Potitude, is closed. Bye.